Well, good morning. Glad to see you here. Glad to see you in platinum seating or with the kids or watching us online. You know, if, the, if this were gold, this weighs about 18 kilograms. And by my best calculation, this would be about 3.6 million dirhams. This is not gold. <laughs> but in the UAE, we hear all sorts of crazy numbers like that, right? Millions and billions. In fact, did you hear the good news? There's good news. Last year in November, UAE banks, they wiped away, they forgave over a billion dirhams in debt. Wow, wouldn't that be nice? Think of the debt that you owe, gone. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Some of you checking your phones like, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? No, it's UAE nationals, about 4,500 of them. A billion dirhams. Man, it feels good to be forgiven of debt, though, doesn't it? Can you imagine right now the debt that you owe completely wiped away? Banks wouldn't be hassling you. Family members wouldn't be asking you for money. You know, this right here, this piece of metal... Just feel this in your hand. Everybody has one. If you are watching online, it's about this big, about that thin. It weighs about 12 grams. You know, if this were gold, this would be worth 2,500 dirhams. Woo! It's really not worth that much, don't worry. But you know, there's something about having a debt and then being forgiven that just feels good. You know, a debt, by the way, is sometimes easier to have than to let go of. It's easier to be in debt than to release a debt. So I think really highly of the UAE banks that waive over a billion dirhams in debt. Because it's hard to waive debt. Maybe not financially, but, you know, it's hard to forgive, to release debt. It's hard to waive what that person owes you that has wronged you at work. You know that person? Or that boss and the way they've treated you? That friend that has blabbed your secret to everybody? That spouse that you've trusted that has taken your heart and ripped it out of your chest? That friend that you trusted with everything in the business deal gone wrong. That person that's responsible for the horrible situation you're in right now, it's hard to release debt sometimes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how Jesus actually teaches us to pray, and he teaches us to pray a prayer that seems at the surface impossible and yet we're going to see today how we can actually pray this. And as we pray this prayer, I want you to think of someone that owes you something. Somebody that has wronged you. If you're here with us live, you have this piece of metal. If you're watching online, I want you to imagine that person that's wronged you. Maybe they're still alive. Maybe they've died where you think you owe me. Because we're going to talk today about releasing debt and how it's possible. Let's pray 
And then we're going to get into today's message. Father, we come here today and we can think of people that have wronged us, people that have embarrassed us, people that have ruined our lives, or people that just frustrate us. Whatever the degree and whoever the person, we ask right now that you would help us to pray as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We pray these things in Jesus' name, through the Spirit. Amen. So we're going to talk about really simply two things today. We're going to talk about forgive our sins and as we have forgiven our debtors. Now, if you've grown up in church, maybe just to show a hands here or right in the chat section, if you have grown up in church, if you've grown up in church, you've probably memorized the Lord's Prayer. Sometimes it's said a little robotically, our Father in heaven, I'll be your name in the kingdom of heaven. But you've probably memorized it one of two ways. You've memorized it, forgive us our debts or forgive us our sins, trespasses. It's fascinating. In fact, we're going to see why today in this passage, what that means. What's, what's debts, trespasses, sins? What does that mean? And really, we're going to talk about two really simple things when we say, uh, Father, forgive us our debts. Forgive us our debts. Forgive and debt. All right, to forgive. To forgive, the Greek word used to forgive is really interesting, it means to, to walk away from or to allow, to allow even though it shouldn't be allowed, or to permit. The Greek word for forgive is to, uh, to leave or to divorce or to, to leave behind or to neglect. It's like even though there's this gigantic debt, you just kind of pretend it's not there. You walk away. You wave it. That's why I love the language of waving the debt. It's like, well, eh, it existed, no more. Uh, the Greek word for, so when we ask, first of all, when we ask our Father, when we ask God, God, wipe away, wave, uh, neglect the debt that we owe you. The debt that we owe God, by the way, the Greek word for debt is translated debt. It's actually a pretty simple word. <laughs> it means to lend out, to, to lend money. If this were gold, 2,500 dirhams, and I were, to, I were to give it to you. Here you go. Awesome. You owe me now. You are in debt. I've given you something that now you, you owe me, all right? Anybody else want to owe me? <laughs> it's no fun being in debt, right? <laughs> but, but when we say, Father, forgive me, we're saying, uh, the, the stuff that I owe you, God, this great debt that, that I owe you, I'm asking you to walk away from that, to waive it, to, to neglect it, just, just, whoosh, just make it disappear, God. In fact, when we say forgive, forgive our debt, in studying world religions, world religions disagree on a whole bunch of things. One thing that there's common in world religions is this idea of forgiveness. 
There is some understanding that, that there is a divine and there's humanity, and humanity doesn't really match up to the divine, and even humanity, uh, that we are going to wrong each other. And so there's this common thread in world religions on forgiveness. And if you've come here today and you are deciding, like, what does it mean to follow Jesus? And maybe you believe something differently. I want you to talk to me after the service and tell me if any of these are, are a wrong understanding of forgiveness in your belief system. Because in Judaism, if a sincere apology happens, then forgiveness is advisable. Because when you forgive other people, that opens the door to them forgiving you. A show of hands, who needs to be forgiven by other people? Yep, if your hand is down, you're probably not married or you're very unaware. <laughs> All right, but in Judaism, uh, and, and if you forgive someone three times for the same offense, then that's a posture of forgiveness. Like, wow, I am being very forgiving of you. All right? In Buddhism, in Buddhism, it, it's a practice to prevent this harmful buildup of thoughts that kind of wreak havoc uh, on your mental well being. So it's better to forgive than it is to hold on to a grudge for your mental well being. In Hinduism, unforgiveness carries this baggage of memories, uh, negative feelings of anger. It's like if, if you keep track of what everyone has done against you, you see, oh man, this, this person owes me this, and this person, this person, and you carry them around with you, it kind of weighs you down uh, in this present life as well as the future. In Islam, uh, full retaliation is allowed, but forgiveness is encouraged with a, a promise of a reward from Allah. In Sikhism, forgiveness is a remedy to anger, and it begins with compassion. But after someone has been given compassion, then it's up to them to translate that compassion into peace, and then peace they have to transfer into forgiveness. There's an interesting theme among the five that we've talked about right now, and that is the source of forgiveness. Did you catch that? The source of forgiveness is always internal. It's always based on you. It's based on me, the person that's been wronged. I just, well, forgive. And if we're just told to forgive without actually understanding how we can do that, I don't know about you, but there are times where I am really good at remembering what people owe me. By the way, you still owe me. <laughs> I am really good at holding a grudge sometimes. Like, oh man, I mean, I wanted to look good in front of the boss and then this person just shared the idea. That was my idea that they shared to make themselves look good. Mm. The common thread in the five world religions we've talked about so far is that the source of forgiveness is inside you and me. But you know what? If that's the case, <laughs> we're in deep trouble because we're really good at holding grudges. In fact, when we talk about uh, forgive us our debts, Jesus says uh, we forgive our debts as also we have been forgiven, as also we have forgiven our debtors. So God, forgive us as we've forgiven other peoples. If we forgive people their trespasses, then our Heavenly Father will forgive us. But if you don't forgive, then neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And that's not a conditional statement. It's saying because you've been forgiven that you'll forgive others. 
And when you think of your, about your relationship with God, how much do you owe God? Maybe one wrong thing you've done? Who's done one wrong thing in their entire life? Maybe, maybe it's two. Maybe, maybe you've done two wrong things. Maybe three. Maybe four. Maybe five. Maybe a whole lot. And you know what? It's a debt that none of us can pay. It is a debt that none of us can pay. In fact, Jesus tells a story of a king. And this king handed over to a servant the equivalent of like 20 billion dirhams. 20 billion dirhams. That's like the net worth of Kanye West. And the, the king hands over to this servant 20 billion dirhams. And, and the servant can't pay back 20 million dirhams. You know, like most of us average people, we don't have 20 billion dirhams in our pockets. If you do have 20 billion dirhams in your pocket, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> but, but, but the servant can't pay back the 20 billion dirhams. The servant goes, no, I can, I can pay you back a couple, but, but I can't pay you back 20, 20 billion. And the king goes, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to waive your debt. Your debt has been waived. And the servant, how would you feel if an unpayable debt had been forgiven? You'd feel pretty good, huh? Woo, yeah. So the guy leaves, and then his friend comes up to him, and he's like, hey, hey, I'm really sorry. I, I know I owe you some money. I, I can't really pay you. It was about three months' worth of wages. Right? About three months' worth of wages. The other was considered about, I don't know, depending upon the calculation, 200,000 years of wages. <laughs> the, the guy was about three months' worth of wages. What did the forgiven guy, the guy who had just been forgiven by the king, do you know what he did? He goes, oh, don't worry about it. I've been forgiven. No, he didn't say that. He says, I'm going to make you pay. I'm going to make you pay. He didn't understand how he had already been forgiven much. <laughs> he didn't get it. So when we talk about forgiveness and we talk about debt, when we say, Father, forgive me, Father, forgive us our debts. God, wipe away our debts. Well, debts have to be paid. They just don't disappear. And shame just doesn't evaporate. No. Have you ever done something really, really wrong? It doesn't just get fixed just magically. No. There's always a payment. So our gigantic debt that we owe God, this unpayable balance, Jesus has paid in full. Jesus has paid the price for your sin and for mine. Jesus has paid it all. Amen? There is nothing deficient in Jesus' payment, no matter how big of a debt. In fact, while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. So when we talk about terms like forgive our debts, <laughs> we see that it's to leave behind, to forget, to send away, because Jesus has paid it all. He has paid 
for everyone's sin, your sin, my sin. He's paid for our sins, past, present, future. Jesus' death paid it all. So when we ask God, uh, we're in debt to you, no, Jesus has paid it all. And we come to God, sure, we have all sorts of debts. We, we come to God and we're like, God, I, I know I owe you. By the way, you owe me. We come to God and say, God, I, I owe you. But, but we come to God and say, oh, well, I owe you so much. You know what? God doesn't look at us and what we owe him. He looks at Jesus, perfect, who died in our place, and he says, your debt has been paid and paid in full. So does that mean that if we don't say, Father, forgive our debts, if we miss one of the debts, are we then not forgiven? Like if we're like, God, before I die, I just want to just confess everything to you. I don't want to forget anything. So uh, I ran a red light, um, that stop sign. The speed limit said 60, but I went 90, just in between speed cameras. And, and that friend that asked me how they look in the dress, I said they looked fine, really, they looked fat. God, please, you have to, no, you don't have to list everything you've done. Jesus has paid the price for all of it. In fact, it's helpful for us to know two different terms. One is justification, which is a declaration of God. Your sins have been wiped clean. Your sins have been paid for. And then sanctification, technically it's progressive sanctification, that means that we're being made more and more like Jesus. So we're being made more and more perfect. I love Colossians 2. Colossians 2 says, And you who were once dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision, un, uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive. So, the wages, the penalty of being in debt to God is death. But your account has been paid in full. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. <laughs> this he set aside and he nailed it to the cross. So that Jesus has paid the ultimate price so that you can be forgiven. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? We're about to see if, you're really, if you really believe it. Because not only do we say, and forgive us our debts, but we also are instructed to pray as we, forgive, as we also have forgiven our debtors. We also, is just zoom in, as we read this, we say, we also have forgiven our debts. And so what we're asking is we're saying, God, forgive me to the degree to which I forgive other people. Do you get how scary that prayer is? Like, God, forgive me to the degree that I've forgiven other people. Like, I know I've been forgiven of everything, God, but, but that family member that really caused havoc and, and that person that continues to bother me, oh, I'm just holding on to that, God. So forgive me for everything except for two things, God, okay? Just, just forgive me of everything except for those two. <laughs> That's a scary thing to pray. We, we don't want to pray, forgive me, to the degree to which I forgive others. In fact, before this story of the unforgiving servant, someone comes up to Jesus and said, Jesus, how many times should we forgive? Uh, particularly repeat offenders. And he says, should we forgive people seven times? Which is a lot more than three. Three in Judaism was, was a lot. He says, should we forgive people seven times? 
Jesus says, no, you need to forgive people 70 times seven times. Now, it's not a literal number like 490. Like not at 489 are you like, ha ha, you have one more forgiveness, and then I'm going to hold it against you. The people laughing are those that are married. That's, uh, <laughs> or those with very trying friends, one of the two. No, 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 Jesus is saying you forgive and 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 you forgive because you've been forgiven much. You've been forgiven of a debt that you cannot pay. So release the debt of others. <laughs> so is our forgiveness from God conditional on our forgiveness of others? If we say, God, forgive me to the degree to which I forgive others, does that mean if you don't forgive someone, that you can't be forgiven by God? Ooh. Well, in some sense, yes. In some sense, no. In the sense of no, that Jesus died and paid the price for your sins. And so you are actually reconnected with your heavenly father, not based on everything that you have done, but based on what Jesus has already done. But forgiven sinners forgive sinners. Plain and simple. Those who have experienced God's forgiveness are marked as ones who forgive. If you're not marked as one who forgives, do you really understand the debt that you've owed God that has been forgiven? Do you really get your forgiveness? Or did you see it as a prayer that you prayed long ago just to get out of hell free card that you keep in your back pocket? No, forgiven sinners forgive sinners. That's what we do. There's been scientific research on this. In one research study, those who were religious were slightly more likely to forgive than those who were atheists. But Christians in particular showed a greater commitment to their beliefs. They showed more advances in the forgiveness process. They had more feelings, powerful feelings towards those who had offended them. And they had a greater likelihood of forgiveness. Forgiven sinners forgive sinners. Do you believe that you've been forgiven? The second yes is always a little less than the first one. It's hard to forgive. Do you agree? Absolutely. In fact, I have someone in my life that I found it very hard to forgive. This person pops up into my life off often, and, and there's nothing that they can do or say to make things better with me. Maybe you have someone in your life like that. Maybe they've even died, and there's no way for them to make it up to you. There's time and time again where I go, oh, forgiven sinners, forgive. Okay, I'm going to release that debt. They owe me. They owe me. No, I'm not going to release that. They owe me. <laughs> you ever feel angry at that? Like, they just, mm. In fact, I want you to grab this piece of metal. I want you to grab this in your hand. Grab it in your hand like you shake your fist, like you're angry. Think about what you are owed and say, you owe me. Do it. Grab hard. Say, you owe me. No, like it really makes you mad. Like grab as hard as you can. Squeeze as hard as you can and go, you owe me. Yes, I hear it. Now, whose hand hurts a little bit right now? (laughs) 
Yeah, the tighter we grab onto that debt that we're owed, the more it hurts us because forgiven sinners forgive sinners. That person that you're thinking of, you owe me. They're not sitting there going, ow, my hand hurts. Why does this hurt so much? No, <laughs> they're not hurt at all. You're the one that's hurt. And as you hold on to little, those who have been forgiven much, do you really understand how much you've been forgiven? If you're online, you can imagine how gripping this sheet of metal is extremely painful. And we see that forgiveness is not transactional. It's actually relational. In fact, you still owe me. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to release that debt. You don't have to pay me back. That's all right. You don't have to pay me. Because it's relational. It's not transactional. If I said, hey, I'm going to forgive you once you pay me back, that's not forgiveness. That's paying a debt. <laughs> and when, when you say, oh, I'll forgive you, I'll forgive you once you say you're sorry. Okay, sorry. No, you didn't mean it. No, no, no. I mean, you have to really say you're sorry. I'm really sorry. No, 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 no. You're just saying that so I'll forgive you. No, I mean, you're not, I don't forgive you yet. You're not really sorry. <laughs> or or if, you, if you ask somebody, hey, what's, what's the matter? Did I wrong you? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, did, I, did I wrong you? I, 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 I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? <laughs> and how sorry are you? Right? Like, it's conditional. It's transactional. That's not forgiveness. <laughs> That's saying, well, you hurt my feelings, so now you need to pay me with the right words or the right attitude, or you have to make it up to me somehow, then I can forgive you. And in order to forgive others, we have to bust some of these myths around forgiveness, all right? Forgiving equals forgetting. Have you heard that? My hand still hurts. Wounds last, <laughs> In fact, uh, this one particular person I need to forgive, I'll, I'll go, oh, good, oh, I, I forgive them. They don't have to pay me that debt. They've hurt me a long time ago. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, man, something, what, what's going on in my heart? Oh, I'm holding on to something again. So I, I thought I forgave them. But you know what? I'm going to release that debt. I no longer, they don't have to pay me. Jesus has paid it all. Jesus, and then and there it is again. Did that happen to you ever? The number one thing that I've asked people after the services, I've said, who in your life is it hard to forgive? You know some of the answers? People say, my dad. <laughs> my dad. They say it's hard because in my culture, if my dad does something wrong, if he wrongs me, I can't just go to him and say, dad, you need to say you're sorry. No, I would die. <laughs> Anybody from that culture? Like you just don't tell your parents when, or their aunts or your uncles when you've been wrong. And so what you do is they have mistreated you and they are in your debt and you just hold on to that for so long knowing you, I can't speak up, but and that just gets ingrained in you. Maybe you've been holding on to a debt so long that it's become calloused in your heart. Still there and forgiven sinners Forgive sinners. Now, you can still remember what's happened, but you're no longer requiring payment for the debt. Number two, forgiving is free. Forgiveness is never free, but Jesus has already paid the price. So you don't have to make them pay the price. It's free for the recipient, yes. And you, you might have to let go of pain. 
You might have to let go of, of a heartbreak. You might have to let go of a whole bunch of stuff, but forgiveness is never free. Jesus has paid the price. Well, another forgiveness myth is that forgiveness equals approval. A lot of times, if you've been wronged in the past, if you've been forced to do things against your will, if you have been shamed, if you have had the worst imaginable things happen to you in life in the past, you'd say, I can't forgive them because that would say that what they did wasn't wrong. No, when you release that debt, you're saying, this thing that has been done wrong to me, I know that Jesus died to pay that price, and I am releasing that person from that debt. It's still wrong, but they no longer have to pay me because I'm a forgiven sinner that's been forgiven. Ephesians 4 says to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. Forgiven sinners, forgive sinners. So as we live this out, as we pray, God, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, as we have released those who have debts against us. This becomes very practical and it becomes very difficult. Because if you're sitting there right now and you have someone in your past, someone right now that has really hurt you, really wronged you, or they've wronged someone that you love, chances are you'll say, oh, I, I forgive them. Think of their face. If you're online and you're watching, pull up a picture of their face. Ooh, you'll know very soon if you've released that debt or not. There's just something that eats away inside of you. In fact, there was a woman in our last service just about an hour ago who said as she was listening to God's word, talking about forgiveness, she was thinking about her former employer. And her, her former employer had uh, wrongfully fired her because of something that happened that was completely outside of her control. She was wrongly fired and she was blacklisted to work anywhere else. Heavy fines were lobbied against her and she had come to the UAE for a better life and now it was seen as impossible to even get a job for something that she didn't even do. And as she's listening, she said, I thought I forgave them. But really, I realized that I, I just need to just let it go again. And then as I started talking to her, she goes, I, I, I need to release it again. I, they, they no longer owe me because Jesus has paid it all. Friends, forgiven sinners forgive sinners. If you've come here today, I want to share with you some really practical steps, three, thing, three areas of your life to ask yourself. Number one, you need to receive forgiveness from God. Forgiveness inside apart from Jesus is not possible. It, it's either retribution, it's retaliation, it's saying pay me and then I'll forgive you. So number one, forgi receive forgiveness from God by putting your trust in Jesus, that he paid the price. Number two, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You may be thinking to yourself, if only I had done this, if only I hadn't had this lapse in integrity, if only I hadn't hurt this person, if only I had done something differently. Do you believe that you are forgiven by God? If you believe that God has forgiven you, then 
Forgive yourself. Jesus has paid the price once and for all. Number three, then, forgive others. A lot of times in conversations, this is the hardest. So we're going to just unpack this in the last couple minutes we have together. Forgiven sinners, forgive sinners. Here's the first thing to do. Weigh the offense. How have you been offended? You've been fired unfairly? You've had a spouse that has been unfaithful to you? That is heartbreaking and wrong. Weigh the offense. And also, like a grand scale, weigh your offense that you have been forgiven of. Which one weighs more? (laughs) You've been forgiven much. Forgive much. Number two, look for anger. Anger is a very clear sign many times, not every time, many times, anger is a very clear sign. You owe me. You owe me an apology. You owe me a letter. You owe me money. You owe me something, and then I'll forgive you. No. (laughs) Look for anger. You owe me. Number three, uh, know that forgiveness is costly and painful. Jesus has already paid the price. (laughs) So that person doesn't have to. Ask the perfect judge for help. (laughs) Ask the perfect judge for help because you may come and say, God, I want to forgive. Like, okay, I think I've forgiven them, right? Oh, they owe me. Oh, oh, God, help me. to. (laughs) I've been forgiven much. Help me. The Holy Spirit, God himself living inside of you can help you forgive even when it seems unforgivable. All right? Another question to ask yourself, what must this person do or say to add to Jesus' death so I can forgive them. Another way of saying it is, how is Jesus' death not enough payment for how you've been wronged? That one's convicting for me. I think of a family member that's hurt someone else that I loved And even in conversations, I think, you know what? (laughs) I have put conditions on their forgiveness. And the condition is that they admit that they were wrong. But really, I'm not the judge. (laughs) God's the judge. And you know, Jesus has already paid the price. So I'm going to forgive as I've been forgiven. The last step is to release the debt. The last step is to release the debt. And if we understand the debt that we've been forgiven, all of a sudden it just opens us up and we say, opens us up and we say, God, help me to release this. And then, oh, this is hurting. God, help me to release this and help me to release this debt. And all of a sudden the debts that we've been carrying, we just start to release because we realize we've been forgiven much. So we need to be forgiven. In fact, that woman that I just told you about that was fired unfairly, was sitting in the lobby out there, and I said, who's it hard to forgive the most? Like, when you, when, you were, when you had this in your hand, who were you thinking of? She said, oh, I thought I had already forgiven them, but I hadn't. It's my boss. And I normally don't have Sundays off, but I got today off to hear this message. And not only have I released their debt, but I'm going over to their house after this to tell them. I said, you're going over to their house? Face to face. I said, that is only the power of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. And so I encourage you, as we go out, let's not let this just sit in our heads or resonate in our hearts. 
let's have it extend to our hands and to all of our relationships that we would be marked as forgiven sinners who forgive sinners, all because of God's love for us. That God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son to pay the price for our sins and that everyone that believes in him will be able to release the debts of others having eternal life with him. Let's pray before we sing a song in response. Father, right now, I pray that you would help us in our imagination to feel the weight of that debt that someone else has against us. Father, help us pry our fingers from that and help us to release that in Jesus' name, knowing that he has paid the price for our sins. Who are we to hold it against others? Father, we thank you so much that it's a debt that we could not pay in a million years. And Jesus paid it all. And so we thank you that forgiveness was bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray all these things through the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.